0: When I was preparing for this gospel, I had put in the newsletter a title, Are You Wheat or Weed? And then I uh, looked for some images in order to help, you know, in the newsletter, and I came across all these things for weed, and I figured out that weed has two meanings nowadays. (laughs) I knew that, but uh, anyways... So I changed it to Darnell, which is another term for something similar to weed. And um, (laughs) nevertheless, going forward, today's gospel is about whether or not you are wheat or weed or wheat or Darnell, as we say. Um, And if you are wheat or Darnell, does God just pluck you out? Because remember in this Gospel, he says, No, don't pluck out the weed. Let it grow. And when it's all mature, we'll pluck them all and then separate the good from the bad and burn the bad and keep the good. Now, I like this parable quite a bit because it highlights the infinite patience of God. It highlights how... um, God is patient before the evils of the world, and why he's patient. And there's that particular passage I was just uh, citing, which says that, you know, if you pull up the bad, you're going to pull up the good too. And it is very true. It's this interconnectedness of all that we do and all those around us that makes it so that you can't really uproot one without uprooting the other. I mean, if you look at your own heart and your own life, in your own heart there is good and there is bad. We really like that kind of thinking today. It's probably why Superman has gone more out of vogue and Batman has taken all the limelight, you know. Superman... um, classically anyways, is just very simple and very good. He's not, uh, you know, going through that whole inner drama that Batman will go through. Superman, um, being so good and so simple, he doesn't seem to appeal to the modern man. While Batman is all the rage when it comes to the DC Universe. Batman is, is the DC Universe, pretty much. And so... It's interesting because it's not just true with those things. It's also true with all art. All art seems to want to talk about that inner human drama. You know, they don't like it to be black and white. They like it nowadays to be uh, showing that inner trial, the struggle between the light and the dark within each of us. And... I bring that up simply because of the interconnectedness of all things, how even within our own hearts today, everything is interconnected, and God, who is infinite and wise, is patient. There's this famous part of the Lord of the Rings in the first book, um, when they're going through the Mines of Moriah, and... It was the first time that Frodo sees Gollum, you know, Gollum. Gollum, that creature that was deformed by the addiction to the ring. He becomes like not even a man anymore. He becomes like this creature that's divided into two, you know, the good and the bad, the Smeagol and the Gollum. He's the one that goes, Gollum, (laughs) Gollum, you know, Um, because of what the addiction had done to him. He makes that noise. And so he's named Gollum, and Frodo sees Gollum following them for the first time, and he's scared about it all. And he goes right up to Gandalf, he says, someone's following us. And Gandalf says, yes, it's Gollum, he's been following us for three days. And eventually it leads to the point where Frodo says, why didn't Bilbo kill him? And Gandalf says, kill him. It was mercy or pity that stayed Bilbo's hand. And it is pity that has a role to play in all this still. And it could be that the mercy uh, that Bilbo had will play, how does he say? He says, will have a role in the fate of all or of many. And it's true, because it's the mercy that Bilbo had in not killing him, in not being impatient, but caring out of mercy and tenderness, and hoping that, <coughs> that he could escape from the cave, but also not in uh, having this sense of wrath towards him that will, in the end, end up saving the day. Because you remember how it all ends, Frodo can't destroy the ring. But now, then Gandalf goes on and he says some pretty amazing things. He says, not even the wise can see all ends. And I believe that Gollum has a role to play in all this. Not even the wise can see all ends. That's an important point. We can't see all ends, all directions that people will go. I think of this person who uh, is a good person, but he fell into drugs, OD'd, nearly died, tore his family apart. You know? And if they would have plucked him at that moment, if they would have not have mercy or pity, as they say in that book, if they would not have had mercy and loved him still, he would not be this great man that he is today. He's totally changed, so much greater than he was. I think of the death of loved ones and how much that affects us for the bad. You know, we weep bitterly, but also how much it becomes part of our song, And I tell you, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be a priest. I wouldn't be giving my life if it wasn't for the death of those close to me and the beauty of their offering of their lives. It's all interconnected. And if you rip out that person who's on drugs, I don't know if I would have survived. You know? If you rip out the uh, evil from our lives... I don't think that the good would survive either. It's all so interconnected. We can't see all ends. And if we rip someone out too soon and we don't let it grow and mature, if we don't have that patience to see where it's going and impatiently we just rip and tear, then that is evil and it destroys the good that's even there. The good and evil in this world are all interconnected, just in the simple sense of our lives. And to rip out the, that evil would go directly against the wisdom of God. And so, let us have patience, let us hope, and let us wait And let us see that in the end of time, when all has borne fruit and all has reached its end, we will separate, or God will separate, what is good from evil. And burn what is evil. And take what is good.